on the Riabu podcast today, we're looking at law firms in particular and the difficulties you have if you're a lawyer to get your clients to pay. Now, the research shows that up to 14% of all hours billed clients are never paid. That's according to Clio's 2019 Legal Trends Report. And it seems to dovetail with a report by LexisNexis of 300 law firms, which found that about half of survey respondents said that about two in five of their firm's client base is late in their payments. So if you're a lawyer, maybe you're a partner, perhaps you, you run the back office for a law firm, what can you do? Simon Littlewood is here to help to uh, ease some of that burden because, Simon, you know what's funny about law firms, of course, is that they all maintain this pristine reputation. You know, it's all about marble floors and, uh, and expensive suits and, and so on and so forth. And then asking for money from your clients seems very cheap indeed. So you don't want to dirty your hands with commerce um, yes. because you are you know, an expert in an arcane field and you charge a great deal of money for that. That attitude is not really any different from the attitude of the person who says in a technology company that takes great pride in the fact that they're very proficient in a particular technological area, you know, like some fintech areas, we, mm -hmm. you know, when we visited the show. And they're not going to want to do it. This, this notion that all of that stuff, all of that detail, you know, raising invoices, getting paid, it's all a bit, you know, infra dig, as we used to say in England, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and but especially mm -hmm. for law firms, because you know, they don't have any costs, really. I mean, there are no input costs. <laughs> you, you have, okay, you have the office to take care of and... and, uh, and quite a large office to take care of quite often. And, and you know, the lunch mm -hmm, and, yeah. and so on. But the fact, the fact is, and we, we don't want to in any way trivialise the difficulties that or law Or lawyers. Indeed, because anyone who charges by the hour mm. is by definition somebody who has determined a certain value to that hour that cannot be measured by a, you know, input cost plus sort of model, and therefore you are going to face arguments from your customers that, why should I pay? You only spent an hour with me, we had coffee during that conversation. It's like so many things, I, you know, I, um, well, I mean, first of all, those listening, ask yourself this, how often where you've had to engage a lawyer for a commercial or a personal issue, has the final bill been a bit of a shock? Um, I would suggest probably nearly always, um, because lawyers are expensive. And they have a rule that whenever they touch your file, they bill at least a quarter of an hour. Uh, that's the minimum, or it always used to be the minimum. Mm -hmm. These days with digital technology, it might even be that there are smaller units. Um, and the fact of the matter is, if the bill is a surprise, you're going to be reluctant to pay it in full. So a lot of this has to do with whether or not expectations are correctly managed at the beginning of the relationship. Um, so that there's no sticker shock? No. Uh, and you can kind of understand, and you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I, have, I did work on this very issue with a law firm in Hong Kong some years ago, and there's great reluctance for the partners, and, and the way many law firms work is the partner is, own, is responsible for his own, his own book of business. So the costs of more junior people in the office get attributed to the business that he generates, you know, the associates, the secretaries, the admin, um, and um, he then gets to keep the profit of whatever business he generates. It also follows that because that is his, his or her relationship, Actually, it's more likely to be hers. There are actually slightly more female law partners than there are male law partners globally at the moment. But, um, but um, it, it, whether it's him or her, he or, or she is responsible for managing that relationship, including getting paid, right? Mm. You can't 
in law, like in many other areas, but especially perhaps in law, you can't delegate the question of who is going to ask this person, possibly a very senior executive in a client company, to pay a bill. You know, and all of the relationship up to, the, up to that point has been with a senior, highly qualified, highly expensive lawyer, yes? Yes. So the lawyer, the, the, the senior partner mm -hmm. then, you're saying can't delegate this to somebody more junior. It has to be... Who raises well, remember, we've talked about this a lot. You know, you can do a lot if you manage expectations appropriately. So if you're, if you're prepared, first of all, you need to be prepared to have a discussion at the beginning, and that entails agreeing a realistic estimate of what the cost of the, of the thing is likely to be and what the contingencies are should that overrun. I mean, you and I both do this in our contracts. Here's the expectation, but should there be extra days, they'd be charged at this cost. And when overruns happen to advise that straight away. I'm fine with this, but you should be aware X, Y, Z, yeah? Mm -hmm. it's, it's when there's a shock, when something isn't expected. And I think the second thing is, when you're entitled to recognize revenue is a, is, is a very important issue. That is to say, if it's a very, very complex and long job, do I wait till the end of it and then send an absolutely enormous invoice, which terrifies everyone to death? Mm. Or do I structure the contract so that there are stage payments? I, I would tend to argue, for, I mean, for the latter. It's easier, it's, you can get away with doing it at the end of the law because, as you say, the actual on costs are not are not enormous. Mm. It's not as if you're constructing something and there's lots of bits have to go into it. Indeed, you know? indeed that was my point. Yeah, so 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 so, but but it's not good practice. Better practice is to manage expectations, make it clear in a gentle, loving way. I'm going to work as hard as I can to give you what you need. Um, and in return, you know, here, here is our register of charges. Here's what we think is going to happen. We're going to bill you in these stages. It is important to us that, that these bills are met in an in a, um, um, appropriately uh, quick way, uh, according to the terms that we may agree. Um, and, um, and you set that up front. People don't, particularly if they need you urgently, they don't object to that. So, so, yes. so, so, and, and so that's good. So you set the scene. And then the second thing you need to do is make sure that if things do change, if it's going to cost more or there's other stuff that needs to be added on, which could be I've, I've got to consult someone else in another office because something's come up and he's a specialist in that. Those things have to be very, very narrowly married, managed, sorry, because yes. they can have a huge increase in cost, yeah? Yes. Um, and, and I suppose, you know, but taking a step back, yeah. isn't part of the problem that as, as long, no matter what your service or product is, as soon as it's priced based on perception rather than actual, as I was saying earlier, cost mm. plus type model, I mean, who's to say whether a lawyer is worth $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour, or $5,000 an hour? Yes. And, and so how much of that conversation ought you have before you then accept this uh, very urgent legal matter um, so that you don't open yourself up to uh, complaints that, oh, I want a discount uh, once the invoice has gone out? Well, I think the answer is, you know, it's caveat emptor. Uh, you know, buyer beware. If you, you as the buyer need to have a clear definition of what's going to be expected. I mean, whenever I, I, I use a lawyer, unfortunately, it's not often, because it rarely, it rarely works out particularly well, I insist on a very clear definition of costs. I mean, lawyers will work on a cap if you insist. If you say, right, well, based on what you said, I think it shouldn't cost more than this. Mm -hmm. I want us to agree that this is the amount. And actually, having a car service is not that different, you know? It goes, or even having my bicycle repaired. You know, I'll say to the guy, I've got an issue here, but can you check this, this, and this, and this? And he'll say, well, okay, I'll need to look at it and phone you back. And mm -hmm. I'll say, as long as it doesn't come to more than $50, get on with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mind if it's a valve cap. and a, But if it's going to be more than $50, you just give me a call and let me know. You know? So as the lawyer, yeah. should you propose this um, so that there is certainty of payment at the end? I think lawyers are very nervous about having this whole discussion. And I, I don't think that 
So should they? Um, should they have? I would. Discussion? I would encourage it because because if, if nothing else, for a re for for reasons of modality, we've talked about this a lot. Early on in a relationship, the client needs you. Quite often, they'll need you quite badly. Yes, urgently uh, because yeah. they've got some sort of conflict. Brewing. That's a very good time to get this fully cooked. A really bad time to get it cooked uh, is where you've done all the work, mm. incurred a lot of hours and a lot of costs. You've solved your customers' There's pain. been an outcome, or there hasn't yes. been an outcome. It may have been good, it may have been bad. Especially and then there's a huge bill, right? Uh, that's that's a, a very... That's um, a recipe for disaster. It's a very toxic actually. way to, to, to manage. Yeah, sorry you know? I couldn't defend you uh, to your liking. However, here's my bill. Here's my bill for $5 million. Um, so, yeah. so what about structuring it, seeing that you're on the subject of uh, parallels in bicycle <laughs> repair shops, what about structuring it like the at the at the barber or the hairdresser? Well, where, I live in you the... You know, where the senior consultant will cut your hair for $80, but if you want the junior, you can have it for $40. Well, Should I, you do that in the law I think that well? just demonstrates that we come from different social strata, Mark. I mean, I have my hair cut. It cost me $12 in the Korean Yes, and you uh, look like that too. But the point <laughs> is, sorry, but the point is, stay focused. Ooh. The point is, should you should you then say, well, look, here's our registry of charges or register of charges, as you called it earlier. Um, I will personally handle your very urgent legal matter for the low, low price of fifteen hundred dollars an hour, whatever it happens to be. If this is not possible for you to pay at the end of it, please, I'll refer you to our junior partner or associate or whatever. And they will do it for you for five hundred. Should you offer that? At well, I, you to know, avoid I, delayed payments. I, I, I would generally avoid going down that route. I mean, I, I would generally use language along the lines of, you know, we, we reserve the rights to get this done and to delegate this in the most appropriate fashion, consistent with getting you a rapid and effective response. Um, but you do raise a very important issue, which, which is that, again, in the if you have the right modality, i.e., early on in the relationship, and if you're physically sitting in a room with the client, it's quite possible to have somebody in who's keeping track of the hours, uh, who, who you can ask with your client in the room, okay, so when we get to so-and-so, when we get to this cap, you know, you please, would you please uh, advise, you know, so you can have somebody else advise the client and copy you, provided that's set up in the right way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so, so, so you can, if you do this right, you can still delegate components of it. If you do it wrong, you can't delegate it at all, right? Yes. Because, it, because it becomes a face issue, yeah? What about, uh, just as we start to wrap up then, what, what about some of those ancillary charges? You know, it's, it's remarkable how we've all gone online and yet somehow lawyers still manage to add $100, $200 worth of photocopying costs and things like that. It's almost like when you go to a restaurant, you know, you, you tend to uh, focus on what the meal costs and then the restaurant will bite you through the drinks bill. Um, so I, I wonder whether that is part of the equation that you need to work out in order to get paid on. Well, I think that's it's vestigial. You know, so many things are changing and the law profession is one of the last to change. I remember the consulting profession was like that. You would, you would have a fee and then you charge another fee for the documentation and you'd then charge a markup of 10 or 15 percent on the overall cost of the job wow. for, for admin you well, know thank god those days are over well I, as far <laughs> as i know i mean I, you know, i'm not in a very large consulting firm anymore but certainly there was one american one that did that routinely right okay so the bottom line is should that be then uh, a point of a negotiation that if you are a lawyer a law firm and you're looking to make sure that your customers pay you faster is there anything that you should change about the fee structure if you're already not going to delegate uh, lower uh, value work to lower... Well, I think we uh, need to be clear that as a lawyer, price. like any service provider, you don't just want your customers to pay you on time. You want to, you want to charge them as much as you possibly can. Uh, so, so let's not delude ourselves, okay? I want that relationship to be worth a lot of money. 
where the train comes off the tracks is if you do not manage expectations appropriately. Yeah. Yes. P human beings can put up with a lot as long as they know what's expected. Yeah. One final point before we do finally wrap it, because this particular story um, uh, and research from from Clio and others uh, suggests that by offering more payment options, you can also get paid faster. According to this uh, Legal Trends report, 85% of invoices that allow for electronic payment acceptance are paid within a week, most more than half same day. Could it be that part of the reason you as a lawyer are not getting paid on time is simply because you insist on the old-fashioned ways of sending checks and uh, you know, internet banking transfers? Well, of course, we're all for making it easier for people to pay their bills. The fact of the matter is that before we had the ability to pay bills by just going on our phone and paying them, somehow bills got paid nonetheless. <laughs> so, uh, the, so, so I think what we need to guard against is the notion that automation is a solution to having an appropriately defined relationship with your customer, which ensures that he is ready, willing, and able to pay you when he should. Um, no amount of technology mm. can necessarily create that situation. But at the same time, why make it difficult for your customers? I absolutely support the notion that you should provide your customer with the easiest possible route to paying you. But he has to want to do it. We look forward to your comments. Follow us on Twitter, Riabu LLP is the Twitter handle. And if you have some specific ideas, experiences, please let us know through our Twitter.